Welcome to the Hook and Ladder Podcast, Week 11 Picks, Justin Santi, Colin O'Donnell. Colin, welcome back. How was your trip to South Bend? It was, uh, it was wonderful. It was a great trip. Let's talk all about it. Tell me, tell me about it. From soup to nuts. It was a, it was a, it was a great win. It was a, uh, it was a team win, dominated start to finish, uh, all over them. The stadium was electric, which I, it's pretty rare, I would say, for Notre Dame Stadium to actually be jumping like that. But it was jumping, and they blocked it. I, I called the block punt. I said block this, and they blocked it. They listened to me. Interesting. Uh, caused a false start in the end zone right in front of us. That was sick. You caused it. No, no, we did. <laughs> you, you, Nolan and Mister O. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was it was a great time. It was a great, it's great win. I wish my bets ended. I thought I was looking going into the, that. I was thinking I was about to have a great day and a great win, and then uh, the night slate failed me yet again. I'm failing the listeners right now. Got to got to get back on it. Tommy. That's okay. We, we appreciate you taking responsibility. Um, you can keep firing off your losers while I sit on the ball yeah. and we can just, we can just rock it out that way. Still year to date. I'm 48 and 40. Um, after a four and four week 10, Colin, you're 46 and 43, still above 500. That's a miracle. Uh, well, you're, you are one big week away from it being a big season. You know, you... I'm also one big week away from it being a <laughs> Hey, hey, man, we got to think positive. We got to think positive. And uh, consensus plays, usually a a good thing at this podcast. It's not been up to snuff this year. 23 no. and 25 overall after another two and two week. Um, well, Colin, I haven't seen any highlights about the Notre Dame game. And I know I, I always like say, let's stay actionable. Let's keep it on, on you know, the week ahead. But I want to hear about it. How, like, tell me about, I mean, how was it? Yeah, you, you never even asked me, you know. I'm oh. all excited to talk to the game, and, and you you're not you're not even I wanted to save it. questions. I wanted to save it for the pod. All right, all right. Get the raw um, emotion right here. I'm asking you now, aren't I? <laughs> you hear this, Nancy? You know what I mean? When you're listening, you hear this? Nancy, this is me yeah, asking. Nancy, Nancy is not listening. <laughs> I'm I'm, a, I'm saying this is how I'm sending you a text. And, I'm, and I'm, you need to listen and understand that here I am asking your son about his weekend, and he's giving me a hard time for not asking him about his weekend. Here I am doing it. Go ahead. It was, it was, it was a great game. I mean, we ran on him. That's what but, I didn't expect. Well, so, so, Colin, tell me, was there like a – did you guys tailgate? Like, what was the scene? Like, what was the vibe? So, it was it was windy and cold. Okay. So, we, we stayed in the Airbnb for a while, ventured out around like five, walked around campus, um, found like one tailgating spot, hung out there for a little bit, got the, uh, and make some like steak sandwich. That was pretty good. Just kind of roamed around. We were with, um, two of my dad's friends, Clemson fans. They were really nice, but, um, you know, they didn't have as good of a time as that. No, they did not. Um, got into the stadium, the place it was, I thought it was going to be a lot more Clemson fans than there was. It was nice. Big game, not taken over by a um, by a big name opponent, which was honestly kind of surprising. And yeah, the place was rocking. The team fed off the energy, and they ran it down Clemson's throat, which I thought was incredibly unlikely. How did that even happen? Like that was the like everything I listened to, everything I read was like, this is going to be Notre Dame's undoing. You know, Clemson's not Syracuse, right? Notre Dame ran it all over Syracuse. They ran it all over North Carolina, but Clemson's got such a great defensive front. How did that even happen? I don't know. 
I, I mean, Logan Diggs and Estime are just monsters. Two Pine still can't throw the ball, but he didn't throw any picks. He ran in for a touchdown. They hit he hit Mayer on a touchdown late, but that was just rubbing it in their face. Um, that was some Harbaugh esque move. And then yeah, Uyungle is not it. That's that's pretty clear. Right. That hmm. guy is completely regressed from what he looked like at Notre Dame Stadium in 2020 to what he looks like now. He's a statue in the pocket. Pressure got to him. And then Dabo completely mismanaged that quarterback situation. At halftime, they should have brought out Cade down 14-0. They bring back DJ. Um, struggles. Then they they bring in Cade on, on the goal line. And Cade's pressure throws a pick. Leads to a Notre Dame touchdown, 21-0. They bring back in DJ, drives down the field, and then throws a 97-yard pick six. But, like, I mean, you never really felt in danger because they could run it on him. Yeah. They, they just played – their de- defense played great, and they, they ran the ball. Like, defense, yeah, that's one thing. Um, I don't think Clemson's offense is anything special. It's all right. So, to see the defense perform well, that's good. Yeah, like, we have a pretty good defense. Um, but the offensive line's ability to run on Clemson, like that, that's that's shocking because Clemson's got a great defensive line and they ran it all over him all night. They they um, Samson tweeted something. It was I think there was twelve first downs or twelve third downs, and Notre Dame was zero for six when throwing the ball and six for six running the ball, converting, including a third and ten and third and twelve. Where they ran and converted. Um, Patterson was healthy, right, on the O line. Yeah, Patterson's been healthy ever so, since the Marshall game. He right, was out so, of Ohio State, injured against Marshall, and then it's been healthy. So they've been so like they've been able to run the ball really well when he's been in. Yeah, has there been, a, has there been an instance when he hasn't been in it and Notre Dame hasn't dominated uh, the run game? Stan- Stanford they lost to Stanford when he was in, but he was. Um, I think I think that game they 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 thought that Pine could throw the ball a little bit, and they tried to for a little bit, and that was not working. And then they were down, and Stanford squeaked away. Yeah. All right. Well, welcome back. Glad you had a good time. It looked fun. Yeah. It was was good for my pocket as well. I was happy to see it. Um, Happy to root for Notre Dame, not Clemson out of it. ACC does not deserve a team in the playoff. Oh my god. Here we go. That's no, it's true. It, about, it, the worst thing, the worst thing about beating Clemson is well, seeing all the happy Michigan and Ohio State and SEC and Big Ten fans. Well, well, let me put some cold water on Michigan fans. the The Big Ten is not good enough this year. We're like, and Michigan specifically played such a soft non conference schedule. If they don't beat Ohio State, they are not getting into the playoff, no matter what. Like they have to be undefeated. They have to win the Big Twelve, the Big Ten championship, and they have to beat Ohio State. Doesn't matter what the rest of the fucking like I, the the one loss Pac twelve champ will deserve it over Michigan. I agree. So I you know and I I, I take a lot of pride in that because Michigan fans are quite obviously and literally and then like it's it's actually not even fucking close the the worst fan base in the Big Ten and, and quite possibly the country. Well, I mean they're well, just disgusting. I'm glad, I'm glad I'm glad you finally realized. No 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 I I've realized that for a long time I hate Michigan fans I but I'm always pro Big Ten so like I I want the Big Ten to to have a seat at the table at all times but. I also hate the Big Ten. You know what I mean? Like, I hate them yeah, all. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I, I know how it goes, but um, yeah, no, they're they're the worst. Like yeah. there's there's a level of obnoxiousness there. And the funny thing is, is like 
why are they even Michigan fans? Like it's a public state school that half of them didn't even get into. Like, why are they fans of like, like I can't even like, whatever. I'm going to get into, I'm like, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole that I don't even want to go down, but it's just like, so uh, yeah, tell us, you, 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 you're ranting about Michigan. Tell us about the, the Rutgers Michigan game. I thought I was look, sitting pretty 17, 14. We were about to record on a Monday. Um, it was a great tailgate. I mean, there were a lot of Michigan fans. Like it was, it was a great Saturday, right? It's 70 degrees and sunny, like just an awesome tailgate, awesome vibes, like great atmosphere. Um, angry orchards are, are flowing. Um, walk into the stadium. <laughs> like 50 50 michigan fans which was more than i expected but i guess not overly unexpected um i don't know michigan marches down they score a touchdown their fans are going crazy um then rutgers blocks a punt changes the game in the first half block punt touchdown place is going nuts now rutgers fans are like pissed that michigan's trying to take over the stadium and we're, we're loud and rowdy michigan drives down and we answer with a drive michigan you know misses a field goal we march down score a touchdown take the lead going into the half. I mean, places, places jumping, but you know, we're not, we're not ready yet. And then third quarter was a disaster. Just a couple picks um, set Michigan up. I, I don't know. First half, you saw everything the Rutgers could be right. Gavin looked yeah. great. Um, we're making plays after the catch. Couldn't run the football, but they were moving the ball through the air. Defense is really, really, really good and can be really good. Special teams, you make a big play. Like that was classic Greg um, against a really good Michigan team. Like they're really good. Um, they don't have a very like McCarthy's not anything special, but every everywhere else they're good. Like their defense is good, um, the offensive line is is excellent. Um, I, I'm what I'm I'm surprised. Um, yes, I, I was surprised at like how Michigan's played this year with how their offense was supposed to be. Like you thought this year their offense would just be electric, and it's been decent but it hasn't been fantastic you know what i mean yeah um i think the quarterback position is the problem. i think everybody expected mccarthy would take the next step and be like an upgrade over McNamara. i don't think he is i think he's just the same guy except maybe a little bit more mobile you know um i think that's the problem so they're still a run first team because the quarterback's not a game changer he's just not like that's that's really what it is they're the same team as they are last year just with a slightly more mobile quarterback yeah. So that's what it that, that's that's it. I mean look they, I, their defense is just as good as last year too. Like, I, yeah, defense is really good. I mean they're just also I mean our Rutgers is not good offensively, but their their defensive front is just deep and they just rotate guys. The secondary's good. They're just a good team. Like they don't they don't make mistakes. Like I don't think they I don't know how like they were called for very few penalties, which is you know a whole separate issue because the Big Ten phoned in some bullshit at halftime, which also went up with you. Um <laughs> Uh, I, I, they're a good team. Do, do I? I don't know. Like they, but there's a certain arrogance about them. About the, like, I think those those fans think that they're good enough to be number one in the country. And it's like, don't you remember what Georgia did to you last year? Like, they don't realize the talent gap. And I think Ohio State, as long as the weather's like normal, Ohio State's going to destroy them. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not that like. I'm not sold on Ohio State. Stop. Why? Because they struggled against Northwestern in, no, that, that, in a that tornado. Has nothing, that has nothing to do with that. You know, I have not been sold on Ohio State all year. That's why we have this bet, which is yeah. now looking pretty good. I don't. I, I don't really disagree. Like I think Ohio State's winning it all. Like I don't feel. I, I feel fine. I was most worried about Alabama. I know you were. 
but it's bad. It's, it's Ohio State's year. I've been saying it for this, the whole year. It's 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 a Buckeye year. It's about time the Big Ten gets back to the top. We're right there with the SEC. We just got to prove it. We got to prove it we'll in crunch time. Um, my one. Th- this might be some foreshadowing. We might get to it a little later. But if you loved Rutgers last week, I'm gonna I'm gonna encourage you to not to not quit on Greg. That's all I'm gonna say. We can oh, we can we can, we can talk we can talk maybe, about the, it may be on the card. We can talk about the 2020 the 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 week the week um the week 11 slate. But let, let me just let that sink in. You know uh what was it interesting too is you know it's a good night for Rutgers football when Steve uh Politi Politi yeah, writes Politi. a positive positive article about Rutgers football. Positive adjacent. Like let's just be like Politi. Right, well, that's that's about as good as you're gonna get from him. Yeah, he, he is Rutgers. he he does he hates Rutgers. He fucking hates Rutgers. He's a I don't know, I got words, but whatever. He's a he's a little arrogant, but he thinks he is the most. I, I, yeah, you're right. You're right. And it was, but the thing is, Colin, it was a positive night for Rutgers. I think. I think the majority of Rutgers fans were waking up Sunday morning like proud of that first half, as opposed to just yeah, well, depressed about a, the second a, half. There's a difference. There's a difference between scoring late when you're out of the game and dressing up a score, than being yeah. leading at halftime and getting blown out by a better team in the second half. Yeah. Those are two very different performances. One, like the other team could have just let up their foot off the gas. The other shows you were with them, you're just not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, uh, it was, as Greg said, it was a 30 minute chop and we need to get to the 60 minute chop. We'll get there. We're a young team. Um, but there were a lot of, a lot of things to be encouraged about. All right. The week 11 oh. slate. Um, I believe it is my honor again. Um, All right, buddy, let's go. I've got, I've got a few picks this week, Colin, that I really, really like. Um, but it's like a tight card, and there are like five or six that I really like that I'm completely committed on. But like, it's just that that five or six, and I think it's gonna be really hard to talk myself or get talked into anything else. But this is what we do best on this podcast. I'm gonna start. In the Atlantic Coast Conference, a team that I've been fading week in and week out, I will fade once again on Saturday night. Give me Wake Forest minus the three and a half at home against North Carolina. I I, I think that this is such a good spot for Wake. A, I think they're a better football team than North Carolina. North Carolina's off defense is terrible, and they haven't faced an offense this explosive like all season. I mean, is that a fair take? Like if you look at North Carolina's schedule, what offenses have they played that are any good? Virginia's is terrible. Pittsburgh's really isn't all that good. Miami's is terrible. Um, I don't have their full schedule in front of me, but it's just they haven't played an offense like this. And Wake Forest, really struggling. Back-to-back losses. Louisville and NC State. Now I think the market's a little bit down on them. How are they four-point favorites or so at NC State and at their home and laying only three? three and a half against North Carolina, but nobody's really thinking about that. All the cash, all the tickets are on North Carolina because UNC is ranked 15th in the country. They're on a win streak, blah, blah, blah. North Carolina has been in battles and now they got to go on the road in-state rival, Wake Forest, unranked team, laying points against the ranked brand name. Give me Wake. I think they roll them, absolutely roll them on Saturday night in Winston-Salem. 
Yeah, I mean, I I, I want to be there with you. I've been looking at this game all all week, but it, I haven't pulled the trigger on it yet. I, I, I agree. Like, I don't think UNC's defense is anything. Um, Greg May is special. Is he? Yes. Is he, though? Because I've watched – because I've faded North Carolina quite a bit over the last month. Actually, every freaking game over the last month, like the last four weeks, I've faded North Carolina every single game. And I don't know if Drake May is all that special. I think he's really good. I don't know if I would call him special. He's a freshman. He's special. Yeah, he's really good. Okay. Okay. Um, No, he's he's special. Uh, But – I've actually faded – I don't know what's going on with Wake. And, and they really need to get a win because my six-and-a-half win total has now been hovering at it for two straight weeks. Uh, well, there's enough of this. Well, you'll be all right. They'll, they'll, they'll get one this week. I've actually faded North Carolina, Kyle, probably more than anybody else in the country this year. I have faded them one, two, three, four, six, seven. Well, I guess this would be the seven. So I faded them six of the last since, – since Georgia State in September – I've faded them six times. And it's been like moderately profitable, right? Four and two in those games. Only Miami gagged it and then Pitt gagged it. They're overrated. They're dogs I mean, for a I reason. I don't I don't disagree. I don't okay. disagree. But I, I I I can't get a read on what's going on with Hartman. Uh I think again against NC State. NC State has a really good defense. Yeah. I'll give them that, but like after I, I thought for sure they were bouncing back after the Louisville game. Yeah, I, I thought so too, but I, I think it's tough to bounce back going on the road to a really good defense. And like, isn't there like a trend with Wake Forest and NC State where you just take home the home team, team and the home team just wins in that game like every year? And I mean, this is still a Wake team that took Clemson to overtime and probably could have won that game. Um, their narrow win over Liberty looks even better now because Liberty, you know, just went on the road and beat Arkansas. Like Louisville's been playing really well. Like, let's not discount how how improved Louisville's looked this year too, um, and that was really just a disaster quarter. And then they yeah. got outplayed by NC State, an NC State team that looked that it's well coached and really veteran and good defensively. Now they come back home Saturday night against in-state rival brand name North Carolina off a two-game losing streak. Sam Hartman, great wide receivers, explosive offense. Dave Clawson, great coach, rally the troops. Like this is like. Great buy low spot on Wake Forest. That's just me. I mean, you don't have to. I mean, I agree. If you agree, why aren't you betting it? Because the three and a half is a lot. It's not that much. Wake Forest is going to win this game by two touchdowns. I don't know about that. I don't think they have defense. 40 to 27. Maybe. I think it's going to be a lot higher score than that. 56 35. That's a better guess. If it's really going to be that high scoring, then you should take a hard look at the over. Well, the over is like 77. Okay. So then, wow. All right. So are you coming along or not? Not right now. Wow. Okay. You're up. All right. I'll stay in the ACC. I'm going to the the JMA Dome. A team you just faded is now headed from Tallahassee, Florida, up to sunny Syracuse, New York. And they're laying seven points. Might be a better line. I, I can only can only see seven because I'm in New York. I don't know if you want to seven. 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 Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to take the seven with the Syracuse. 
Syracuse has been great against running quarterbacks, right? Shut down Louisville with Malik Cunningham in the first game of the season. Schrader, I think, is going to be back. Not 100% sure right now, but I think he's going to come back. This team is physical team after physical team. They're six and six. They're six and two. They're they're staring down a six and six season, losing six in a row. This is a game they need to get. I think seven points. I, I, Look, I think Florida State's really good. I think they're really ta- – like, they're talented. They, they they play well. Jordan Travis is a really good quarterback. I don't think Mike Norvell's anything special. I think Florida State's going to move on from him eventually. Maybe not this year. Maybe not next year. Maybe in two years when he's going to he's gonna hit a ceiling because I, I just don't think his coaching is good enough where they just blow teams out. They blew up Miami last week. Miami is terrible. Um so you're going to go into the dome and lay seven? That, that it's, it's too many points. And what has Florida State done to show you they deserve to lay seven on the road against a, a quality Syracuse team that matches up with them? This is on my list of, like, considered – I've also been staring at it all week. I think you make a lot of valid points. Um, for me, it really comes down to the quarterback situation. The offense has not looked good without Schrader. Um, I think Pitt was a bad spot for them, but the fact that they only scored nine against a Pitt team that's given up plenty of points this year is concerning. So I'm staying away for now, but it's definitely on the on the quite possibly Saturday morning list. Um, I mean, do you have no no concerns? I mean, it is a great spot for Syracuse. I mean, I think it's a perfect set spot. Syracuse just got handled by Notre Dame, handled by um, Pitt. They had to play Clemson before that. That's three incredibly physical teams. Florida State, while trying to be that, is not is not that physical, right? They, they've been rebuilding their offensive line ever since Jimbo left. Um, their defensive line is solid, right? They've got Derek Verse from Albany. He's pretty good. Coming back, he's probably going to have a lot of fans there. But they, they, they just don't – they aren't as good along the lines, and that's where you want to beat Syracuse is at the line play. I think that Louisville matchup, like Notre Dame ran the ball in Syracuse going north-south because you can't run the ball on Syracuse outside because Mikel Jones and the rest of those linebackers are too fast. Florida State wants to go outside. They want to get speed and space. That's not going to work against Syracuse. I think they're going to struggle. Look, I don't know if Syracuse wins, but they could. And seven is, is a lot. You're going to give me a full touchdown. I don't think anybody really wants to bet Syracuse here. Everybody's off them. I think they're just going to keep losing out. This is do or die for Syracuse. Dino's looking at this game. This is like one of their last opportunities to get a win. They need this win. And they're going to put up a fight. And you think about um, when was it two years ago when they went, or was it when did they go down to? Was that two years ago, twenty twenty? When they beat Florida State, didn't they beat them last year? Did they beat them last year? I feel like they had a really close loss. Yeah, um, yeah. Last year they they lost thirty three thirty on the road, and. They were – it was back and forth all game. And, and Florida State pulled it out at the end. I, I, I think 
they know they can play with it. They know they can play with um, Florida State. I, I just don't. I don't. I don't think they're they're good like to to lay seven points. I I don't think they're well they're well enough coached, especially coming off of a blowout of your rival on the road. You're feeling good about yourself after just blowing out Miami. Miami sucks. That's why I didn't. That's why I didn't take them with you last week. Is because Miami's absolutely garbage. Um, and I, I just don't see how Syracuse can't get up for this game and be ready. There's six and three, three, three straight losses. And you've got at wake and at BC after this This is your last home game at night in the dome. You got to get it done. Yeah. It's a great spot. It's a great spot. Um, on the radar. We'll see. We'll see if I get there at the end of the, at the end of the pod. I very well may. Um, all right. To the SEC. One of my favorite looks of the week. I'm sure you're gonna gonna disagree, but this is a classic, classic tube. Sell the high team and buy the low team. Arkansas off a loss to Liberty at home. LSU up to number seven in the country, just beat Bama, went for two in overtime, got the win. I'm taking Arkansas plus the three and a half. Nobody wants to bet Arkansas. They're unranked, but like, here's the deal. Liberty's pretty good. Arkansas has gone on the road. They beat BYU. They beat Auburn. These are teams that are not as bad as like, I don't like, those are still pretty quality wins and like losing the Liberty. Obviously that's, not good to lose to Liberty at home, but like you freeze does a really good job with them. And they're, they've been a nuisance on good teams for a while. Arkansas five and four only getting three against this, this LSU team that has been, I mean, I, I would say wildly inconsistent this season. Um, I don't, I don't know how good LSU is in the trenches. And I think they've looked really bad at times. They've also looked really good at times. And I think that that I think playing things back to the middle a little bit in the wildly good SEC West is not a bad idea. And so that's what I'm going to do here. Um, I'm going to fade LSU off the big win over Bama, going on the road to Arkansas, and uh, take the Razorbacks, getting the field goal on the hook. I know you're. I'm going to disagree with this because you're a Brian Kelly truther. No, no and you're an Arkansas hater. Right, what, what do you mean? Because you're a Brian, you're a Brian Kelly truther, and that's you, all. This is ridiculous. That that is okay. ridiculous. You thought I wouldn't right. be on this. Game. All right, good. Of course, it's a consensus play. And well, the all right, three good. and a half just popped on uh, DraftKings. On, on DraftKings, They're all over that. I'm placing that right now. Yep. Okay. Um, I, I mean, every, every everything you just said. Massive game for LSU. They Alabama hasn't been as good this year. They got him at home in Des Valley. But Kelly's good at getting teams ready to play the next week, but I don't think he's got his culture fully instilled in LSU. They they were going to be out all – they were <laughs> definitely partying all night Saturday. Still are partying, I'm sure. Yeah. Now they got to go to a noon kick to a team that just lost to Liberty. It's going to be loud. It's going to be a tough place to play. Pittman's going to have him ready. I think KJ Jefferson should be healthy. Um, yeah, you're going to give me three on the hook? Come on. 
Consensus play. That's on, a bad sign. On Arkansas. It hasn't been a good sign this season, but I, I mean, I don't know. What this is a classic hook and ladder, hook and ladder play. Arkansas plus three and a half. I mean, do you think KJ Jefferson is like struggling? Like, I don't I don't know why Arkansas he, is kind of taking benched, this. he was benched when they went down, and uh, I think it was because of injury. Like I, I he just didn't look right from what I've heard, but against I, Liberty? I think, yeah, I, I think I think he'll be I think he'll be fine. I think this team will be ready to go. This you've got to bounce back at home, like the field goal and the hook. You got to take that. It says Sam Pittman said Arkansas is preparing to play without KJ Jefferson. So that could be some uh, some bullshit rabble rousing. You think? Nah, I think he'll play. I think he'll play too. They're preparing to play without him. Yeah, that's 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 some that's some BS he's trying to get in in LSU's head. I mean, I think I think Kelly will have him ready to go, but this is tough. This is just incredibly tough spot after Bama. And you're gonna give me points. Like these teams are pretty even in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I think LSU's probably a little more talented, but the spot is just very, very good. You don't want to go into Fayetteville. No. And I feel like that's one of the – Fayetteville is one of the weird stadiums that is, is like, almost more lit during the day. I mean, Fayetteville is just lit. Like, yeah. people people kind of sleep on it. It's a uh, it's an underrated environment. Yeah. It's one of the, one of the more – like, when they beat Texas last year, when I was on Texas and you were on Arkansas, when I turned on that game and saw that crowd, I knew I was in trouble. Yeah. All right, consensus play, Arkansas plus three and a half against LSU. All right, Kyle, where are you taking us? All right, I'm headed to the Big Ten. Okay. And I'm, I'm intrigued. As well. I'm going to take hear. plus 10 on the yeah. road against uh, Michigan State. Is it, is it still there? Yeah. Can you, can you get a plus 10? Yep, MGM. Oh, boy. Those beauties. Unfortunately, no MGM in New Jersey for Rutgers. Uh, okay. That's tough. All right, well. We'll, do, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Plus 10 for everybody else, all these other nice folks out there. Okay. Um, Talk to me. Yeah, look, Rutgers showed some serious fight last week, up 17-14, fell apart late. Um, Harbaugh poured it on. This guy, there's, there's coaches that know what the spread is. Harbaugh, Ryan Day. Uh, Lane Kiffin. I think that's Marcus Freeman. Marcus Freeman. I don't think Freeman does the spread. Those those are the three main ones that come to mind when I when I think about uh, teams that that love to cover when they sh- shouldn't have been covering. Uh, but look. I think the matchups well, Rutgers is figuring out a passing game a little bit. Michigan State, I should have been on them against Illinois. I don't know why I wasn't, but I'm very disappointed in that. But they, uh, their run defense is pretty good. Their passing defense is pretty horrendous. Rutgers' passing game is pretty horrendous, but they're they're getting a little bit better, and their run offense isn't great either. So they, their offense just kind of sucks. So that it's a bad offense. Um, and that came back to hurt them against Michigan because they 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 did too well. 
That's my, my theory is, is Rutgers did too well and that made Michigan need to run it up so they could look better. If it was 21-7 at halftime, I bet Rutgers covers the 26 and a half. They maybe score a touchdown, and then Michigan scores a touchdown, just runs the clock. Instead, they needed to just pour it on. Rutgers was playing from behind, but playing to win. And that that that, that screwed the cover. Here, I think they're gonna be playing to win, but I don't Michigan State's offense is good. They've got a pretty good passing game. Their running game is pretty non-existent. I think they're going to struggle to move the ball against Rutgers. You're coming off of a big win against Illinois after a big loss against um, Michigan. And now you've got Rutgers coming to town. This is a – Shiano has already beaten Mel Tucker on the road in East Lansing. I think the, the points is just it's, – it's too many points – and like I, this Rutgers team is, is better, but it's ma- the 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 way they played last week was masked by Michigan running it up on them at the end of the end of the game. And Michigan's a better team than Michigan State. We already saw that. We already saw them blow them out and cover. I think both teams are going to struggle to score. I think this is going to be a tight, low-scoring game. Field position is going to matter. Rutgers is one of the best punters in the game. One of really good defense and. Uh, yeah, so give me the 10. You don't think they got the best punter in the game? No, I said they I I said I think they do. They have they have the best punter. Yeah, all right. So not one of what do you the, think? Okay. Um I I uh I think Rutgers wins the football game on Saturday. So that's what I think. There are very few times in a season when it comes to Rutgers football or Rutgers basketball that I have the inkling. Um, that everything's matching up, perfect storm, and um, I had two in Rutgers basketball last year, Purdue at home, and uh, when Purdue was number one in the country, they they won that, uh, and Michigan State at home, and they won that by by twenty points. Um, Rutgers football, I haven't had this inkling really in a long time. Um, I have it now. I think we go on the road and win the football game. They, Greg hates Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker stole Keep Chopping because he's a freaking weirdo and he's an overpaid, arrogant herd bag. Michigan State just had this win one for the Gipper game right after, after oh, our guys are suspended. Oh, we're gonna, everybody's against us. They go on the road, they beat Illinois. They beat Illinois. It's Illinois. I know I, I've shared my yeah, thoughts yeah, on yeah, Illinois. Yeah, yeah. yeah, fuck you, Sockton. Fuck Sorry, you. You should have talked me into you should have you should have let me talk myself <laughs> into Michigan State. And you and you would have come along. Here's the thing about Illinois. Illinois might be a top 20 team. They might be having a really good season, top 20, whatever, whatever. Really good defense. They're not as talented. They don't recruit as at a high enough level as Michigan State. Michigan State should never like that's yeah, it's a good win, but like it's not the same as beating like a top 20 Michigan or a top 20, you know. Penn State or whatever, like it's just, it's just not doesn't have the same cachet. But I think Michigan State, for whatever reason, like thinks it does. You know, it's it whatever. Like you beat Illinois, like so did Indiana. Like let's be real, all right. Now Michigan State comes back home for Rutgers. Oh, Rutgers! That line movement should tell you all you need to know. It opened at twelve and a half. It's all the way down to nine and a half. And I, I just Rutgers hate Shiano hates Mel Tucker. And he wants to win this game so badly. And I don't you know, think... Seattle hates everybody in the Big Ten, man. Let's be honest. Seattle doesn't have a single coach in the Big Ten he likes because they all come in and steal Rutgers recruits. 
Keanu hates everybody. I just I just think this is one that we get. And and traditionally, Greg Shiano teams bounce back from disappointment as well as anybody. Like just year in and year out, they just they bounce back. Like they 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 just they do it. And I think Greg is preaching to them this week about how how great they played in the first half and how close they are to doing it. And now they're going to turn around and they're going to put together a 60-minute chop and they're going to win the football game. I, I like wholeheartedly believe that Rutgers wins this football game on Saturday. And I think we're five and five coming back home with Penn State at home for a chance to get to a bowl game. And I don't know if Rutgers win. I I think Rutgers wins five games this year. I don't know if I think Saturday might be the last game they win, but I think they win Saturday. I don't think Michigan State scares them. They should have beaten Michigan State last year. Like they gave up four basically 60-yard touchdowns. One to Kenneth Walker, who's like doing amazing things in the NFL, and three to Jalen Naylor when our secondary was depleted. Like I, I've told you all season how much I think our secondary was a strength. Our top three corners this season, Max, Kess, and Laundrie, they were all out in that game at Michigan State. You know, like they they were all out. So it was I just, you know. I just think I think I think we win I think we win the football game. I think you're on the right side. I I, I I'm glad you're not hopping off the the, the bandwagon because they didn't cover for you last week. Because I think it's I think it's the right look. No, they they should fight. That's uh, that's important. If you have a team that's showing fight, they're they're pretty, they deserve to cover. They didn't cover, but they deserve to cover. So yeah. now you just get a better line. Yeah. All right, Big Twelve. I've had this one circled. Um, I'm doing it again. <laughs> I'm fading TCU with a stinky line. Uh, I can't – I mean, I'm, I'm actually shocked that Texas is laying up to seven. I was expecting it to be closer to four, four and a half, five. But, I mean, if the books are going to give me the seven, I guess I got to take the seven because um, I don't think it's coming down. Uh, TCU, they are – they can sniff the playoff. I mean, we talked about this at the beginning of the season that TCU had this ceiling of everything breaking right and then being a team that could win the Big 12. The book clearly are not believers in TCU, and that's why they're getting seven points, a full touchdown on the road against three lost Texas. But this feels to me like the perfect spot for Texas. Um, Lane seven at home, like your little brother essentially is on the verge of the playoffs. Gary Patterson fired from TCU. Serving as a as a major influence on the defensive staff for Texas, like chance to shut down Sonny Dykes and uh, get revenge on the program that that let him go, where he had all the success. Like this is Texas is laying seven for a reason in this one, and I I, I think that there's a world where Texas wins the game by thirty points, and we we've seen them blow teams out this year too. Like blow, we've seen them roll Oklahoma. Like Texas has that that blowout ceiling and they were, they were destroying Kansas state last week. They just let K state in and a little, a little bit towards the end um, or K state. Yeah. K state. And I, I just, yeah. yeah. So I, I think Texas lane seven for a reason. Like there's nothing stinky to me about that line, but I think it, it, it appears stinky to the gen pub. Um, so I'm taking Texas minus the seven. I mean, I agree to an extent, like I really want to bet it. Like it's a perfect spot for Texas. I think Texas is better than TCU. Seven is a lot, though. It's it's a lot of points. 
It's a lot for a reason. Yeah, I know it's a lot for a reason, but it's also a lot because they don't want to lose a ton of money with everybody betting on Texas at four and a half. Because every shark and their mother yeah. will be all over Texas under a touchdown. But all the public would be on TCU, even yeah, at four but, and a half. But all the public's already on TCU. Yeah, but they so they set it at seven to try to sway some of the sharps away, but the real sharps ain't getting swayed. Yeah, yeah. Or they're real stubborn. <laughs> to real stubborn people who 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 wanted to bet on this thinking it was going to be two and are now staring at a seven and saying i i can't let a number well the number me. the number i the number i expected it to be and that i had like in my mind and that i was going to wake up sunday morning and bet was five like i thought they would set it to texas minus five they did not minus seven but whatever seven's good with me if the books think it should be seven then it should probably be 10. Yeah, whatever. I'll, I'm going to bet it with you, but okay. fuck, fuck the books for, for laying a seven. You know, come on, man. Like, I'm, I'm struggling here. I, 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 I can't be uh, – I need some wins. I need some wins. And seven, seven doesn't feel like a guarantee. So it's it, like but, a big number. And I, but, I like Gillespie, Gillespie, that defensive coordinator is really good. He's fixing some things. Quentin Johnson is going to be back for TCU. But I mean, the spot's so perfect. Yeah, Aaron and TCU Johnson at home. And TCU been fraudulent. So fraudulent. They've been lucky to be covered. Like they, there's, they've had no business covering the last like but Texas four Tech, games. Listen, here's my problem. This is what worries me. Is is I don't know about like Sark. I think is a great offensive mind. I don't know about him as a football coach. Like they fell apart last year. They struggled against Iowa State. They let Kansas State back into that game last week, and they only really won because. Adrian Martinez reverted back to Adrian Martinez, right? If Will Howard starts, Kansas State wins that game. Maybe. Maybe, yeah, for sure. Um, and and you, you've got, like, the the Alabama win. That, that's where everybody's getting all this Texas. Like, that's what the power ratings are looking at a lot. Alabama's not that good. And the Oklahoma win, that was without, um, that was without Gabriel. It's true. Still put up 49 points on them, but yeah. Yeah, but, but I mean, Baylor put up 38 on them. I think Texas is a really solid run day. I think it's the best run day in the Big 12. TCU's yeah, they've, got a great run, they've got a great running back, and TCU has kind of struggled. Yep. The run. So I agree. It, it Seven sucks. Seven sucks, but whatever. But you're taking it? Yes. All right. Your next play. All right, let's go to a game that we've talked about a lot this off season, and we've been. Uh, I think I think we've kind of forgotten about it because we've forgotten about this team. We haven't talked about this team in a little bit. Um, this team got it to a big lead last week and then almost gave it up, edged out in overtime against a depleted, coachless Auburn team. Now the team is Mississippi State with Georgia coming off of a massive win at home against Tennessee. Just demolish them. Beat them 27-13, but that game was not that close. And now they've got to go into Stark Vegas. And they're laying 17 at night with the cowbells ringing. Yeah. Give me Mississippi State, man. I think they showed some fight to be able to pull out that Auburn game. Like, they could have easily lost that game. 
and Mike Leach yelling at the players, folding up chairs on the sideline, saying they want to go eat sandwiches with their fat little girlfriends. Like that's Mike Leach is back, baby. Mike Leach is back, and then this is this is his spot. Georgia's defense, um, yeah, like they shut down Tennessee. Tennessee's offense is, as we've said, it's it's the gimmicky Baylor. Art Bryles kind of uh, run and shoot, I guess. I don't know if run and shoot is the right term for it, but their their offense is, is it's built on getting – it's built on exposing weaknesses in the defense. If there's no weakness in the defense, it's hard to really do well against. I think they, they – Georgia game planned a lot for that, and now you just got to go on the road against a team that's just going to chuck it. They just chuck it down the field. And what did we say last year, right? Georgia's defense, great up front, continue to be great up front. They're great in the, they're great everywhere. The Georgia's got a great defense. But the one thing we never really got to see tested last week, last year, except for the Alabama game, where Alabama threw all over them, was downfield passing. What does Mississippi do? Air raid. They only throw the ball downfield. Is there the Stetson Bennett? I don't think he's been that great, man. Like, like he he looked good, but they had the offense isn't that great. I don't think they can run all over Mississippi State. Mississippi State is stout on defense. Um, and, yeah, like, maybe they're going to just eat alive Mississippi State's offensive line like Alabama's done. But Alabama didn't this to Mississippi State last year. I just – 17 points, a Mississippi State team off of a – almost collapsed but was able to pull it back together. I love this box. So, give me the Cowbells. This wasn't even on my radar. But, you know, it's funny, Colin. I had this thought last week. Like, I had that exact thought. Like, Mississippi State is a team that I was high on coming into the season. Why have I not been betting on them? And then I looked. Like, they just haven't – like, the spots really haven't matched up. Like, they were laying points at Kentucky. Like, that's never never really the spot you want to take them. And, like, they were – you know, they destroyed Texas A&M. They destroyed Arkansas. Like, they were flying high. Like, they were laying points at LSU. That's not a spot to take them. Laying points at Kentucky, not a spot to take them. Alabama owns Mike Leach, so that's not the spot to take them. And then they were favorites at home against Auburn, and that's, you know, it's tough to lay points. And now you're right. Like, this is this is it. It's a great chance that they're 6-3. and three. They found a way to win that game, um, which I think gives them a, the confidence boost that they need. You're right. Cowbell's going to be ringing. Georgia off the huge win against Tennessee. Now everybody's talking about them. They are hands down the undisputed number one team in the country. We have seen Georgia look vulnerable this year. We've seen it. Missouri. Missouri. Missouri can hold this offense. Zach Arnett and Mississippi State can can hold this offense. But Missouri's made them look vulnerable, like completely vulnerable. Kent State's made them look vulnerable. Florida even made them look vulnerable at times. Like this is a even. I mean, they 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 beat Tennessee, but I mean, they beat them defensively. Like, I think Mississippi State probably is every bit as good a defense as, as Tennessee. And, like... No, they've got a better defense than Tennessee. Right. So, like, so 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 if... And they've got an offense that's not like a Kentucky offense that's just going to get right. pulled over. So, you're, you're absolutely right. So, like, if they hold Georgia at 30 points, I think at home, Mike Leach can score two touchdowns, at least. I think they... I think Mississippi State might win this football game. Yes, yes, yes. yes. This is what we've been saying all offseason. I can't believe you didn't have this on the card already. No, you, I completely forgot about it. I overlooked it. Uh, I, I feel, I actually feel like a, 
Like I, I feel like Mike Leach is about to walk into my room and yell at me for not being not being alert on this. Like I actually like like hear him. Yeah, like, this is like one down. of the best bets of the. This is like one of the we we talked about this all off. Yeah, we, we did. We did. All right, I'm coming along. This would be state plus seventeen. I don't know if we'll be able to get a seventeen in real life, but at Rivers. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a member. Oh, such a good look, Colin. I love the way the line has moved. Opening, opening above seventeen, coming down to sixteen. Yeah, opening but, eighteen and a half, coming yeah, down. Yep, yeah, and now all like all, and eighteen is still a keyish number. Also, eighteen and seventeen, both key numbers, come all the way down through eighteen, seventeen, and he gets a sixteen, sixteen and a half. Uh, still a couple of juice seventeens out there, despite the cash tickets on Georgia. I mean, this is this is great. I mean, everybody, nobody talking about Mississippi State. They've been flying completely under the radar. Everybody's on Georgia after beating Tennessee at home in a great spot for Georgia. You're spot on. Um, I love the spot. I love the play. I'm with you. Mississippi State plus 17. Um, good little find there, Kyle. I'm disappointed in you. Yeah, I know you should be. I'm disappointed in myself. Um, let's see. Where do I want to go next? There are a couple others that are on my radar that um, I haven't really pulled the trigger on yet, but uh, I will go to Florida. I'm going to take Florida minus the eight, I think it is now. Yeah, it, it was seven and a half, but now it's eight. Minus eight against South Carolina. I think Florida is finding something. Um, they played well in the second half against Georgia, made that a little bit interesting, and they came back and rallied and destroyed Texas A&M. They're kind of explosive offensively. Uh, they scored 35 points against LSU. Like they were able to put up, you know, three scores against Florida, against Georgia. Georgia's got a great defense. Um, they put up thirty plus against Tennessee. Like Florida's kind of figuring some stuff out now. You know, you play a South Carolina team that is some that just got the eligibility six and three, but I think South Carolina is super fraudulent, and now they got to go on the road to Florida. And I just think Florida's better and despite the i think the, the line says it it's like why is six and three south carolina getting eight at five and four florida that's that that has been quote unquote inconsistent well i don't think i think florida is just talented and i think they're better and i think new coach still trying to figure some stuff out but i just don't see a world where south carolina i, I think i think florida's laying eight for a reason is, is the point that i'm just getting at and i think i think that this is a good spot for florida i think it's similar to to when Arkansas was laying eight, eight and a half against South Carolina earlier this year. And, and Arkansas was just a more explosive offense. And I was kind of hesitant to lay it with Arkansas, but I think you eventually convinced me to do it. And Arkansas won by two touchdowns and they were up kind of two to three touchdowns the whole game. I see this being very similar down in the swamp at four o'clock, Florida trying to get the ball eligibility, just had a big win by 17 at Texas A&M. I think they, they roll South Carolina. Oh man, what? I'm... Lock fight? No, no. You you think I'm about to bet on South Carolina? No, man? no, I don't think so. I, I yeah. Oh, I mean, I've kind of looked at this. I just can't like, because I don't think Florida's any good. That's the, that's the thing. Is I don't want to lay a lot of points with Florida because I don't think they're good. And and Texas A&M had their whole team out last week with the flu. Yeah, they did. Um, so, like, that's part of it, and they they kind of like poured it on in the second half. It wasn't it wasn't that big of a score. 
But I, I agree, South Carolina sucks. South Carolina does suck. But cover against Vanderbilt, that was too low of a line. I, I, I shouldn't have. I should have bet Vanderbilt only getting seven. Low for a reason. It was low for a reason. Just because it didn't hit doesn't mean it wasn't a good bet. Yeah, no, but it, I, I think it, it was low for a reason. But that's uh, because it's low. Just because it's low doesn't mean I should bet it. Uh, you know, it, was low, it was low because that's where people were looking at it. But it was it doesn't mean it's a good bet on Vanderbilt. Nah. I don't want to. I think South Carolina's ass. They are ass. All right, fuck it, man. Fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. I'm, I'm coming along, man. Missouri beat this team by 13, and Florida beat Missouri by seven. Oh, here we go. Yeah, we're going to have a bunch of consensus plays. It's, it's fade the hook and ladder season out here. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, it's, maybe this is finally our week, our big, big week. We've been solid this year, but maybe this is like the big, big week. I lost, I lost you. you. Yeah. yeah. That's all right. So maybe this is the big, big week. Three, um, two, one. All right. Florida, minus eight, consensus play. Where are you taking us next? The team I just told you if I was mad, I took them with two little points last week. <laughs> We're back, baby. Vanderbilt. They are getting... Let's see what the line. 18. 18 against Kentucky. There's teams that know the spread, right? Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin, Harbaugh, Michigan. You know who doesn't give a fuck about the spread? (laughs) Mark Stoops. Mark Stoops cares about one thing. He wants to win the game and get his paycheck. So he doesn't care if he covers the 18. All he cares is he gets this win and he gets closer to those eight wins and his big paycheck. And he's got this win at home, then he's got Georgia, and then he's got Louisville. So I think he sees two wins there. He sees Vanderbilt, and he sees Louisville. They're off a win on the road against Missouri, where they struggled. Missouri almost won that game. They were up 17-14. There may have been some bad jinxing, uh, but... It's okay. Forgiven, 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 forget. Missouri laid 14 on the road against Vanderbilt. They won by three. No, at home against Vanderbilt. Kentucky's laying 17 and a half at home against Vanderbilt. Both these games are too big. These spreads are too big. This is when you want to be on Vanderbilt. And this is this Kentucky team is not going to just blow the doors off of them because they can't. They're gonna they're gonna sit on the ball, they're gonna play defense. Their offensive line is, isn't great. They're not going to be able to just shove it down Vanderbilt's throat. I think this is going to be a low-scoring, ugly game where Kentucky wins by seven, and every Kentucky fan goes, thank God we won that game. That was disgusting. So give me the points. You got it. I'm staying away from that. I got no interest. I'm done with Vanderbilt. Yeah. Might be good. I mean, I don't want – yeah. I'm, I'm, I just don't I – don't, I don't know. You could be completely right on it. I mean, I, I don't have any any qualms with what you just said, but I like Mark Stoops. I'm just not I'm not there. Um, I am going to add Syracuse. I just I've been sitting here thinking about it, and it's like I I'm I'm coming along, Colin. 
we got a billion consensus plays already. We might as well add one more. Um, I think you're right about Syracuse, and it was on my radar, and I'm just I'm just gonna pull the trigger right now. Uh, I don't have anything else like on my definite card. Do you have anything else on your card? I've got like three others that I want to really chat through, but I don't I don't have any more official plays. Yeah, so I've got two more. Okay, let's hear them. I've got one I think is definitely not going to be a consensus play. Okay. We've got Maryland heading on the road after getting worked by Wisconsin to Penn State, who just destroyed Indiana. And Penn State is laying 10 and a half. 10. That's too many points. Down, uh, to, down to 10. No, this is 10 and a half. Oh, you want the 10 and a half. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, notice how this line's moving? Yeah, okay. All right, Mike Loxley, not a great head coach. What does he think? He hates Penn State. All Maryland fans hate Penn State. Everybody in Maryland hates Penn State. Just like Rutgers hates Penn State, Maryland hates Penn State. Except they actually have some decent results against them. Last year, I bet on Penn State against Maryland and got a miracle pick six to get the cover there. In COVID year, Maryland went on the road and whooped Penn State in one of the biggest shockers I've ever witnessed in college football. Talia's back. This offense started to get going against Wisconsin last week. Did they? The problem was, was yeah, in the second half, they, they figured some things out. They moved the ball a little bit. Okay. They were getting absolutely shut out. The wind, I think, was a big – the weather was a massive factor in that game, and I think that was just a great spot to be on Wisconsin. Um, now, second game back for Tallulah, a game that really matters to Maryland, a 6-3 and three Maryland team, and a Penn State team that I don't think is all that good. And one thing Penn State does a lot is, is they gamble a lot defensively, right? That's what uh, Manny Diaz that's, – that's, that's his M.O., is he's going to send the blitzes – He's going to go for picks. Maryland's explosive. They can rip off some big runs. They can rip off some big passes. They can score on you. And I think Maryland's going to be able to score to keep up with Penn State. I just don't think they're not going to, they're not going to shut them down defensively. And offensively, Penn State is good, but not great. So give me, give me a 10 and a half in a game that means way more to Maryland than it does to Penn State. Great. I, you are right. I am not coming along. It's not a consensus play. No interest. I don't have any thoughts. Yeah. I, I, I pretend that this game doesn't exist. I know. I know you do because these are two teams you hate. All right. Last game for me. Yeah. Washington plus 13 and a half. Okay. In Austin. Uh, this line opened at nine and a half. Is that true? I thought it was hovering at 13 and a half all week. Might have been a pre, like a, uh, a preseason look ahead open. I thought, yeah, I thought this opened at 13, but um, it's hovered at 13 and a half across the board. Nobody's giving you anything more, anything less. Everybody's all over Oregon. Oregon has looked great. Bonexes look great. What's the one thing that Oregon struggled with this year? Is it the pass defense? Their pass defense. It's been, it's been pretty bad. I think 120th or something in the nation. Um, what does Washington do? They can't run the ball. They just throw it with panics. They throw the ball, and after gutting out a win at home 
against Oregon State last week, a good Oregon State team. They now go on the road for a rivalry game in Austin. In a volcanic river. Yeah, well, it didn't rain. That was oh. that was BS. It was. Oh. <laughs> I watched that game. It was very disappointing. It turned into a shadow, a rain shadow. Okay. Which means it was raining everywhere with this little circle. Weird. Okay. Yeah. Well, it was disappointing. I wanted to see the rain, but this this is way too many points for a rivalry game between two really good teams. Washington's good. Oregon's really good. But they, they it's too many points, and Washington's gonna gonna be able to score the ball on them. Washington State was able to score the ball on Oregon by passing a lot. Um, I think Oregon's offense is really good. Bo Nix has been good. Washington's defense is, is not great, but it's not bad. There's talent there. There's defensive backs are talented. I don't think Oregon's just going to explode all over them like they uh, did when they played UCLA. So uh, I think there's too many points in a rivalry game to uh to lay and I, I and i don't think anybody really is looking at washington i think everybody's just looking at oregon they they're, they're overlooking this game if if washington didn't lose to ucla in a game they got housed early and then came all the way back and almost won and then followed that up by losing on the road in the desert and we know what i've thought about pacific northwest teams heading down to the desert this would be an insanely hyped matchup, and there's no way this line is sitting at 13 and a half. There's too much Oregon team. Washington has not covered in the past. They they won by four again or three against Oregon State. That line was four and a half. So they barely didn't cover, but I think that's a really good win. They won by seven against Cal. The line was seven and a half. Um, you mentioned it. You didn't think you were on Cal, right? You didn't think Cal deserved to cover there. So you're looking at a team that hasn't covered back-to-back weeks against a team that's just been a wagon recently. That's why this line's inflated, and that's why you've got to take Washington here. Um, a wagon that, yeah. Oregon gives up points. Let's see, actually. Washington hasn't covered since Stanford, so they haven't covered in five games in a row. Oregon gives up points, dude. They give up 24 points to Cal. I don't care that some of these are backdoor. Like, just in total, they gave up 30 to UCLA, 22 to Arizona, 27 to Stanford, 41 to Washington State, 20 to a depleted BYU team. Washington in a perfect State spot. Threw for 375 yards on them. Washington's got a better passing game than Washington State. I mean, Stanford threw the ball well on them also. UCLA th- moved the ball completely well on them. I think Washington. I think you're right. I think Washington's. I I've had this on my on my radar. Um, I don't know. I I I, I see no reason why I shouldn't hop along. <laughs> I mean, there's just so much consensus play action here. Again, I'm with you. Washington plus thirteen and a half. It's a play for me. Right. I, I want. I've been wanting to be on Penix all season. Ever since I watched him rip Michigan State to pieces, I've been wanting to be on Washington, and now this feels like a great spot to be on them. Saturday night prime time. They're good. It's a good Washington team. I saw that line, and I, I, I thought what I thought when I saw the Illinois, Michigan State line and the Iowa State, um, Texas line, and I go, why is that line so big? And then I look around just like I did those two weeks and everybody was on them. And I was like, no, it's a trap. 
Those weren't a trap. This isn't a trap either. This is because everybody is too high on Oregon and too low on Washington. Yeah. And the, the, the matchup just makes it even better. Yeah. All right. I'm with you. Washington plus 13 and a half. Consensus play. Then we'll just run through the, the rest of the, of the slate. I, I actually got one more that I forgot. Oh, bet. Go ahead. Surprise play. I, I forgot that I didn't mention this. This is actually the first bet I made this week. Okay. I wanted to bet them last week and I didn't. And they covered after getting down really big. And now they're back home and laying one point. Line has moved through the number in a sold out crowd in a night game in Auburn Stadium. I'm going to take Cadillac Williams and Auburn. There's a, there's some good juju around the program right now. They've fired Harson. This team's fighting for Williams. The fans love it. Texas A&M's down. They're beaten. These are two, three, and six teams. You think this is whatever. Who gives a fuck about this game? Auburn gives a fuck about this game. Auburn is at home, and their fans are fired up for this game. And they may suck, but they care more than Texas A&M does. And Texas A&M also sucks. So I'm going to lay the point. Okay. I mean, I, 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 I don't really have any words. I'm not betting this game. Um, you really think Auburn cares? Yes, they sold yeah. out. Why do they sell out the game? Why do they care? They're, they're terrible. Because Cadillac Williams, because they all love Cadillac Williams as the intern head coach. But why? I don't know. He's an Auburn guy, I think. And last week, I, I saw all these stories about how he was in – he was staying in his office till 4 in the morning every night prepping for the Mississippi State game. <laughs> and, the, and the fact that they went down, were getting blown out and fought back and almost won that game, took the lead in the fourth quarter, that just proves it to me. And Miss, I don't want to bet it because Mississippi State's kind of good. Texas A&M isn't kind of good. I mean, Texas A&M is kind of good. Yeah, they're kind but of they're good. they're better in the secondary than they are defending the run, and Auburn might be able to run the ball on them. Auburn ran the ball all over Mississippi State. Tank Bigsby, Robbie Ashford, dual threat guy. I think he's a single threat guy. He can't really pass. Fair enough. Fair enough. Rushing threat. This is going um, to be the most hyped Auburn game of the year at home. These fans haven't had anything to cheer about. This is a total, total, uh, total spot game. It, Place is going to be electric. Really tough place to go in and play. All right, you got it. Auburn minus one and a half. You got a pretty pretty sizable card here, Mister O'Donnell. Yeah, well, you got to you got to try to keep fighting. <laughs> no, I'm, make not on, I'm not. I'm not on uh, Lake, which is going to mean that's the only one that's going to hit. The only consent. The yeah, the only one of mine. All righty, rest of the card. Let's see what we got. See if we can dig any. Dig for any gold here, Kyle. What? I I can't be getting talked into more games. Tulsa, Memphis, Memphis Lions, six and a half. Do you have any interest Thursday night? Fuck Tulsa. All right. That's kind of how I feel, although that's the play. Yeah. yeah. It's like definitely the play. Fuck I, those fucking bums. I hate Tulsa. I'm no longer I'm no longer a Tulsa fan. Wow. Wow. That's, that's not true. RIP. That'll they'll always be my boys. Always have a special place in your heart. Is Davis yeah, going to win? They're going to win. They're going to they're going to win on the money line. If I don't bet them, if I bet them, they're going to lose by twelve. Is Davis Brin playing? I don't know. 
I'm trying to avoid Tulsa. All right. Great. Friday night. East Carolina plus five and a half at Cincinnati feels like a nice little spot. There's even a four and a half out there for the Bearcats. Feels like a nice little spot for Natty, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Like everybody's talking about East Carolina where ECU has – how good East Carolina has been. Oh, they just beat BYU. Everybody's hyped. Now they got to go on the road to Cincinnati, the cream of the crop. Cincinnati, what did they do last week? Did they have a bye last week after losing to UCF? Uh, no, they beat Navy. Great. They beat Navy. They beat, they beat Navy. They beat SMU a couple weeks ago. Had that tough loss to UCF. Pretty sure Cincinnati has like the best run defense in the American Athletic Conference. And I know Holton Ehlers has been quite good, but Cincinnati does have the best run defense in the American Athletic Conference in terms of yards per carry. I know East Carolina has been good, but, you know, it's a different animal going on the road to Cincinnati. I'm going to lay it. It's a play for me. Cincinnati minus four and a half. I'm adding it to the card right now. Okay, nothing from you. And I agree. So what's the holdup? I'm on so many games. So what? Spray and pray Saturday. It's always a spray and pray Saturday, and then it's a uh, repent Sunday. <laughs> Up to you. And then I think I'm going to be better next week. And then, and I look at these lines. Whatever, man. Whatever, like whatever, yes, or whatever, no. What do you think whatever man means? I think whatever means yes, you're on it. Yeah. You want it. Okay. Consensus play, Cincinnati, minus four and a half on the Friday night. Yeah. We got a lot of consensus plays this week. Yep. That's never a good sign. No, no, it's it's a bad sign. Whatever. <laughs> It's only a bad sign until it's a good sign, you know? All right. Yeah, Let me yeah. just make a note of it. Okay. We just got to reverse the trend. Purdue plus six and a half at Illinois. I'm, I've taken a hard look this week at Purdue, but I, I just don't think I can get there. I don't want to, I don't want to fade Illinois off the, um, off the loss last week. I, I agree that Purdue looks like a good spot, but I'm definitely, this one, I know I'm not going to play. Yeah. Same. Hit. Minus three and a half, minus four and a half in spots at Virginia. I kind of like Virginia, but after watching them last week, <laughs> no, they're garbage. They're garbage. They're, both they're not good. This is this is this is ACC football, man. Yeah. This is this is pure ACC football. My condolences to anybody who bets on this game. Are you not betting on this game? Is that I'm what you're not saying? This game. Yeah. I you, think. I think I'm with you. I, I've got a hard look at Virginia, but I just don't think I'll be able to get there. Um, I think there's a world where Pitt, you know. Win by seven? In, like, a, in, a, in, a, in a total sweat all game where you think Virginia was going to cover for you and then yeah, Pitt's up three and they score a field goal late. Or they, they, they're up three and they score a touchdown late and salt yeah. to the play. I also think there's a world in which um, Pitt like kills them. Like, I think yeah, well, Virginia's offensive line sucks. Yeah, 
Virginia's everything it's a, sucks. It's got a pretty good defensive line. Yeah. What's the under in this game? I don't know. I don't really look at totals ever. Probably like 45-ish. It might be it might be 40. Oh. 40? Yeah. That might be uh that might be too high. Really? Or it might be too low. I mean I bet defensive touchdown here. Virginia Tech plus nine and a half at Duke. I don't want any piece of Virginia Tech. No. And I don't uh, want to lay 10 with Duke. Agreed. Indiana getting 40 at Ohio State. Do you have any interest there? Are you going to try to talk me into the Hoosiers again? No, 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 no. I won't, I won't, I won't do that to you. Although, maybe. No. No. Uh, this, th- this game feels like it's going to be close for a little bit. And then Ryan Day is going to try and get CJ Stroud the Heisman and keep him in all game. And Indiana's not going to be able to keep up. Oklahoma minus eight at West Virginia. Do we go back to, to Neil Brown and the boys? No. no he does no, well no. against Oklahoma. Yeah, I, but I think Oklahoma's playing better. Yeah, I, I agree, even though they just lost to Baylor. Yeah, but Baylor's good, and that was a tight game. Oklahoma's defense really isn't all that special. Like West Virginia could could score some points. Yeah, which is why I don't want to play it, although I could definitely see Oklahoma dogging them. Couldn't you also see West Virginia winning outright or no? No, no. But I only see Oklahoma there. Missouri getting 20 at Tennessee? Interesting. Is it? Because I think Tennessee could be hungry and angry and could beat yeah, them by that's 50. That's what I mean. Like, lay it. Yeah. Well, I don't lay, I don't lay 20 points. I don't do that. <laughs> the minute you hear me do that, you should, you should call the authorities. <laughs> I've been taken. Uh, let's see. Raska getting 30 at Michigan feels pretty wild. I mean, Nebraska's garbage, man. I'm not touching that. And you know Harbaugh. Yeah, he's looking for style points. Interesting one in the Big Ten. Wisconsin minus one at Kinnick Stadium at Iowa. These teams are gross. They're like mirror images of each other. Iowa's probably a little better defensively than, than Wisconsin's, but Wisconsin. I kind of want to lay it with Wisconsin. I, I'm intrigued to do that as well. I think I think they're they're figuring some things out. I mean, last week I think for Iowa was more of revenge matchup wind than it was for Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin's win over Maryland was more impressive, um, but. I've got enough. I've got enough on the on the plate to sweat out a Wisconsin Iowa game. Although I will watch this game. This is going to be a lot of fun to watch. This is this is. We just talked about an ACC classic. This is a Big Ten classic. This is Big Ten West football. Arizona. This is two, this, this two is yards and a cloud of dust. It's a lot of that. Going to be a lot of clouds of dust and probably a bunch of fumbles, and could be some interceptions if they decide to throw the football. You, um, you skipped a you skipped a big noon game. That I want to talk about. What did I skip? Notre Dame Navy. Take the points, man. Take the fucking points. Holy shit, take the points. I'm not touching the game. Yeah, well, there's a reason this line's coming down. Yeah, I I understand Navy being a sharp play, but I don't know. It's not, not, I don't know. There's enough of a talent gap there that scares me. 
Arizona State, Washington State is kind of the the desert to the northwest principle. Any interest? No, no, I don't. I like Washington State has got a good defense, but I don't trust their offense. I don't trust Cam Ward. Um, and Arizona State, I don't really want to. I want to take points with them on the on the road in, in Washington. UCF Tulane, any thoughts? UCF? Yeah, ish. I don't know. Tulane might be legit. Tulane is legit, but I think UCF's pretty good too. I don't know. This is as hyped. This is as hyped a home game as Tulane's had in yeah years. I mean, ages. Like Willie Fritz and the boys. There. I mean, this is game day, right? Is it? I don't know. Is it, it might be? And actually, I think game day is TCU, uh, Texas. I'm not touching Tulane UCF. I kind of want Tulane to win. Um, it's for the program. Uh, Louisville Clemson. Louisville plus seven at Clemson. Is it a good bounce back spot for Clemson? Kind of feels like like Louisville might have turned a corner. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. I think Louisville's getting better. I do think there's a chance Clemson just destroys them. Um, yeah. But they're just in, in Cunningham's grill all game, angry. Yeah, yeah they're, they're hungry. It's loud. This is mm-hmm. a big game for them. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to do it. I, I do think there's a lot of problems with Clemson. Clemson's kind of – there's there's a lot of issues going on there. They've got to they've go outside of the program. The hires Dabo made are just – yeah, I agree. Not it. They need to. They they've got the the money. They should pay. They should go bring somebody in that knows what the hell they're doing. Um, Iowa State minus one, minus one and a half at Oklahoma State. Is it peculiar that Iowa State's laying points in this game? Spencer Sanders might be out. I think that's probably why they're laying points. Um, there's like 14 injuries for Oklahoma State. They're completely beat up. Hmm. But on the road in Boone, I mean, everybody's on. Iowa State. I'm not touching it. Yeah, I'm not either. Uh, like, I kind of want to take Oklahoma State, but I also don't. There are a lot of really good games on Saturday. Yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice slate. That's probably why I'm betting a lot. Bama minus eleven and a half at Ole Miss. Bama. Bama bounce back. No. 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 I mean, yes, but no. Like, I, I think. I think. I think Ole Miss sucks, but they're off a bye at home. Kiffin's ready. Like, Bama's lost, like, dream cut crusher spot almost. Like, they just yeah. lost their hope. Like, you never – it's too hard for Good me point. to handicap this game because I don't know what – like, how Bama's going to bounce back. I think there's a chance Bama destroys him. I think there's a chance Ole Miss wins that, right? Yeah. No, that's a good point. K-State-Baylor is another interesting one. I took a hard look at Kansas State. Like, yeah. Why are they only getting two and a half? Like, It feels like a really small number against a Baylor team that just beat Oklahoma. And... Well, because Kansas State's better. Are they? I think they are. But. So then is K-State plus two and a half not like a look? It's a look. It's not a – like, I don't know, man. I, I, I think Baylor's good. I think both these teams are good. So I think it's a really good game. I, I just don't want to. I, I do think Kansas State's a play if you're going to play it. 
All right, I'm going to play Kansas State plus two and a half. I've been looking at it all week. I can't believe the line moved down through three. Adrian Martinez played great last week. Baylor, oh, he oh, yeah, he did. He just he had, had like a three fumbles. Whatever. He threw for he a bunch of yards. Last week. He threw for a bunch of yards. He did he did what Adrian Martinez does. And that's just Mark? that's just enough to cover as a as a dog. If Will Howard starts out if I'll, Will uh, starts that's fine too. Both of them are good. I'll I'll bet Kansas State with you. But at hey, that point they're probably favors. Oh, I don't know about that. K State plus two and a half. That's a play for me. I mean, they're they're that's a that's a damn good football team. And so is Baylor, but I don't know. Baylor beat Texas Tech. Texas Tech's kind of ass. Um, which brings me to Texas Tech. Minus three and a half against Kansas. Kansas off the big win over Oklahoma State that might not be as impressive as it looks on paper because Oklahoma State's so banged up. Is this a little bounce back spot for Texas Tech? Why the hell are they laying three and a half? Yeah, yeah, but Kansas is good, and the books have been off on Kansas all year. But, I mean, I, I agree in theory. I mean, why is Texas Tech laying three and a half? Just like there's not a lot of there's not a lot of science that explains that one. I mean, this Texas Tech team has no quarterback. They got three guys, they all suck, and they can't figure out which one they want to throw out there. They and throw out all three. Yeah, they they they, they they've it's tried like all three. It's like it Texas is. Tech and Rutgers. It <laughs> is same team. It, it, very similar. It's like they keep throwing out a different guy every week, hoping that that something will be different. But no, it's the same. Just a bad quarterback. Throwing interceptions. Uh, I lean Texas Tech minus three and a half, but I, I'm not playing that one. Um, we touched on everything else into the Pac-12 late night, Cal, Oregon State. Anything from you, Oregon State minus 14? No. Utah minus 24 against Stanford, anything? No. UCLA minus 19 and a half at home against Arizona, anything? No. All right, that'll do it. That's our podcast. Let's break it down. Here are the plays for me. Natty, minus four and a half on Friday night against East Carolina. Late decision to tail Collin with Syracuse, plus seven at home against Florida State. Wake Forest, minus three and a half. Bounce back spot at home against North Carolina. Arkansas, plus three and a half. Buy low, sell high at home against LSU. Texas, minus seven, laying the big number against fraudulent TCU. Mississippi State, Getting the big number, plus 17 at home against number one, Georgia. Florida, minus eight at home against South Carolina. Washington, plus 13 and a half going up to their Pacific Northwest rival in Oregon. And K-State, plus two and a half in Waco, getting the small number at Baylor. That's me, 48 and 40 on the season, four and four last week. like that card a lot. For you, Colin, Cincinnati on Friday night, minus four and a half. Hughes, plus seven, hopefully getting Garrett Schrader back against Florida State. Also, with Arkansas, plus three and a half against LSU off the big win against Bama. Rutgers, after showing life against Michigan, plus 10 at Michigan State. Texas, minus seven against TCU. Mississippi State, plus 17. You're all over it. Also added Florida, minus eight, and the fade of fraudulent South Carolina. You're back in your boy Clark Lee and Vanderbilt once again because, you know, they haven't cost you enough money this season, plus 17. <laughs> You've decided to take back. You know, it, this, you should just do the opposite. You should stay off of this game and bet on Tulsa. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm on one of my boys and against the other. 
You also have Maryland plus 10.5 at Penn State. Uh, Washington, you're sniffing it out, plus 13.5 against Oregon. And then Auburn with Coach Cadillac. Williams in the interim, laying the small number. Favored for the first time, I think, in SEC play uh, well, since Missouri. Auburn minus one and a half at home against Texas A&M. That's your card, one. Colin. There's a one. There's a one. Sure. There you go. Minus yeah, one. one. You got the one. Uh, so you can push when 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 Auburn wins 14-13. Uh, you're on a missed miss extra point. <laughs> on a missed two-point conversion, going for it to win on the road for Jimbo. Um, you're 46 and 43 on the season. Um, two and a half behind behind the leading hoop. And then consensus plays Cincinnati minus four and a half, Syracuse plus seven, Arkansas plus three and a half, Texas minus seven, Mississippi State plus 17. Florida minus eight, Washington plus 13 and a half. We are two games under 500 on consensus plays this season. We need to bounce back in a big way this week. All right, Kyle, good Saturday card. There's a good Friday night college basketball card as well. Uh, should be a really good weekend for college sports. And um, I'm pretty pumped up. Let's have a better week. Yes, let's have a better week. And I'm I'm, I'm not sitting on it this year. I'm, I'm going to try no, to. Yeah, well, I, I convinced you, you know, I'm, I'm great at convincing myself. I'm glad I can convince some other people to lose some money with me. Yeah, you. I've come along on a bunch of these, which might actually be sitting on it because if you have a good week, I'm gonna have a good week too. Yeah, and it's, well, it's strategic. Yeah, and I, I know, I know, whatever ones that you don't bet, I'm gonna win, and whatever ones that I don't bet of yours, you're gonna win. Because that's how it's gone all season. Well, I also know for a fact you're gonna end up on Wake Forest Saturday night because Wake Forest is winning that football game, and you, you're too smart not to bet it. Um. I'm happy. I'm I'm giving you one last chance to give it out now, but but you know, otherwise we can just. I mean, I want to be on Wake Forest. I want to be on Kansas State. So you'll be on. So so Colin will be on all of them. He won't get the credit for it on the pod, but that's fine. Uh, you've heard it here. It'll be on. You know, if you if you bet it, your wallets will will see the see the green. Um. All right. Week eleven picks. Hook and ladder pod. We continue on this season. Colin, peace out. See ya.